0: You're listening to The Hidden Workforce, a show about the positive impact people with different abilities make to the workforce. Brought to you by RISE Staffing. Here's Lisa Toth.
1: Well, I've got a character for you all today, a man of many talents, and the one we're going to focus on today is his speech pathology with special and regular students around Oklahoma. But this guy has the jokes. He is the funniest man I've met, and the smartest man, actually, that I've met. Faithful, and he's a piano player. What else do you do for stand-up, Mr. McGoffin?
0: Uh, I used to be able to dance, but uh, unfortunately, I'm not quite the dancer I used to be.
1: Oh, (laughs) darn. (laughs) Okay, so... What happened? You went to college, you said, I'm going to be a teacher, I'm going to be a speech pathologist, or what?
0: Actually, it started with the graduation from high school at age 18. I had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do, so I did what most males did back in the 1960s. That was I got myself accepted into a college, so I started the school at the University of Tulsa. Awesome. And in four semesters, I had three different majors.
1: Holy mackerel.
0: So after uh, money and time invested, I still had no idea what I wanted (laughs) to do, so I did the next best thing, which was to enlist in the United States Navy. And uh, during the four years that I spent in the United States Navy, I was able to grow up a little bit and to determine what i wanted to do for the rest of my life i had a a cousin who was a professor at the institute of logopedics up in wichita at wichita state university and i did some corresponding with him he was a speech language pathologist
1: the university of logopedics
0: it was the institute of logopedics at the university of wichita Uh uh-huh Okay. Or, I'm sorry, at, in Wichita, at the uh, Wichita State University.
1: Very cool.
0: And so uh, I decided, well, you know, I, I liked kids, and I hadn't grown up myself, and which is why <laughs> I still identified so much with young people. And I thought, well, this sounds like a cool thing, be able to help people out and, uh, and, in, and, and enjoy the age group that I would be working with. So uh, by the time I got separated from the Navy... Uh, I was all enrolled at the University of Tulsa, and I entered the program there and ended up spending the next five years as a student and a student clinician in the speech and hearing clinic, and so that's where it all started.
1: Five years, like almost a doctor, kind of.
0: It was was grueling at times, (laughs) (laughs) especially holding down a full-time job and, and doing that as well.
1: And were you married?
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Getting some children along the way.
0: Yes. we had uh, Our first one was born before I finished school in 1975.
1: As a professional speech therapist, you have a long-time experience working with children with speech impediments. Can you explain to us what that speech impediment is?
0: That's a good question. Uh, there are many disorders of speech. Uh, the, the ones that are most frequent, especially among school-age children, would be articulation disorders. And that involves mispronouncing or not pronouncing sounds, as would be uh, age-appropriate. One of the biggest examples would be uh, what we would call Elmer Fudd speech, where a youngster says, "you mm-hmm. That is, making a W sound for an ER sound. That is misarticulation, and that's a very common disorder. Another one is stuttering, which we, we would call disfluency, in our professional language, but uh, commonly known as stuttering, uh, more prominent in boys by, than in girls by a number of about four to one. Interesting. Then uh, the, the other area, though, is, is, would be language disorders, and language disorders encompass the uh, disorders of grammar and syntax, vocabulary receptive and expressive skills, being able to understand commands and being able to respond appropriately appropriately to questions, um, that got to be really a big issue when learning disabilities started to emerge back in the late 1960s. In fact, it was such an issue that learning disabilities, the term learning disability and language disorder were used interchangeably in much of the literature. So the language, though, is, is such an important issue because it has a great deal to do with academic achievement.
1: Sure, sure. So like an example of some case you helped with successfully on that?
0: I'd, I'd, let me give you an example of, on the language in particular. For example, if I walk by a, a student who, let's say, I'll just pick a nine-year-old student, and we pass in the hallway... And I say, how are you doing today, Johnny? And he says, uh, "I'm." he may look at you and, and kind of stutter or not be real sure. And then he may say, uh, how are you today? Which is not an appropriate response to my question of how are you today. So there's this possibility of processing information that they're taking in. And also there's the other side of it, which is the, the uh, problem of processing information going out. So, so
1: really that uh, thing, you just, the example, it made me think that a person who was not trained, like you are, may think that Johnny was being a wise guy by not answering your question.
0: That's very possible. So. And that has happened, particularly with, um, with classroom teachers who don't have any kind of background with language disorders.
1: So you had to get in there and really help educate your peers and coworkers?
0: Absolutely. Sharing information, and it goes both ways, but sharing information from general education teachers and from special ed teachers back to the other side, is that's an important part of the process of educating these kids and learning more about how to deal with them appropriately.
1: And the parents would be usually pretty communicative and um, accepting of all of this?
0: Very few instances that I can recall in my uh, professional career of working with uh, students with disabilities for 42 years, very few instances can I recall where parents were oppositional.
1: That's great. Real quick, um, if people are today saying um, things like the Elmer Fudd, Uh, r's and and l's and different words now in zoom meetings and things is it likely that that can change as adults
0: it's very difficult to change the speech pattern of adults
1: well thank you so much randy mcgoffin for being on the hidden workforce we appreciate your expertise and i hope you come back sometime
0: thank you for the opportunity to be here i really do appreciate it lisa
1: whoa see how that goes
0: You're listening to The Hidden Workforce with Lisa Toth at Rice Staffing on your home for success, FM
1: 105.7.